Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Mandy Walker and I'm your host. Selling a piece of jewelry like an engagement ring or wedding set can be a nightmare, but Worthy is a selling partner you can trust to work with you and for you to get the best deal on your piece. And if you're thinking it's not worth the hassle, remember that your diamond engagement ring can be the financial asset that allows you to embrace that fresh start after divorce. Worthy helps you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get a $100 gift card when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Mandy Walker, and I'm your host. For this episode, we're talking about what happens to your health insurance coverage in divorce. If you're currently covering your spouse on your employer-sponsored health insurance plan, you have the simpler job. If, on the other hand, you have your current insurance coverage through your spouse's employer, there's lots to consider, and it's time-sensitive. Joining us today is Karen Covey. Karen is a recovering divorce attorney and spends most of her time these days working with people all over the world as a divorce coach and consultant. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's great to have you back. And I wanted to, I thought we'd start by talking about the simpler topic. If you are the spouse that provides coverage through your employer to the other spouse, what do you need to do? Do you need to advise the insurance provider of the divorce? And when do you do that? The answer is yes. You do need to tell your employer. Well, it depends on what kind of employer you have. If you have a benefits department, like if you work for a big company, then you would talk to them or your HR person. Or if it's just a small company, you tell your employer and work through them and the insurance company. But yes, when you get divorced or you get legally separated, either one of those two, they're both changes in status and they can also cause you to change insurance coverage. So when either your separation, legal separation or divorce becomes final, you need to advise your health, your employer, and then more likely than not, the insurer will cancel the coverage for your spouse. What happens if you don't notify them? Okay. That would be called insurance fraud. <laughs> and it's a really bad idea on multiple levels. I mean, the bottom line is that number one, it's a crime. And number two, it doesn't get you anything because if the insurer, let's say you're recovering your spouse, you don't you you forget to tell your insurer that your spouse is no longer your spouse, you're divorced. Your spouse gets in an accident or has an illness or an injury, something happens, he or she goes out and gets medical treatment. They make a claim through the insurance company. Let's say the insurance company even pays it and then later finds out that that person was no longer, wasn't really your spouse at the time that they needed the care. The insurance company is going to come back against you to pay them back for all of the money they paid for your spouse's health care because your spouse should not have been covered at that point. So trying to play games with the insurance company is a really, really bad idea. This is one area where you need to be on the level. Yes, playing games with insurance companies never usually works out well. So um, really bad idea. And then, of course, the other aspect of that is you and your 
other parent do need to decide who's providing coverage for the children. And in my experience, if there is an employer-provided plan, the person who has that most often keeps the coverage for the children. Correct. Because, and that, that's a really important distinction for you to make. Everything we're talking about today in terms of health insurance for a spouse is different than health insurance for children. Most employer-sponsored health insurance policies, most health insurance policies in general, will allow you to maintain health insurance for your kids, even if you're divorced. Like it, The divorce doesn't change the ability of the insurer to cover the children means nothing. What it does change is whether the insurer will also cover your spouse on the same policy. And the answer to that question is usually no. I mean, in all of the decades, I hate to say decades, it's a little scary, but in all of the decades that I've been doing this, I have had exactly one person, one, whose insurer allowed the spouse to stay covered for, I think, a few months after the divorce. I don't know what kind of policy they had, but it it happened one time. So 99.9% of the time, it's impossible. And you had mentioned about legal separation. And in my experience, actually, being able to keep your spouse covered on on your employer-sponsored plan is one of the key reasons why people do a legal separation. But I do always tell people, you can't assume that that's going to be automatically available. Correct. I mean, that was one of the reasons why legal separation was used so often back in the day. I mean, that, and we're talking pre-no-fault divorce, right? People would stay legally married so that they could maintain the health insurance for their employer. However, a lot of insurance companies wised up to that. And so they closed that loophole. So now they, they say, if you're legally separated or if you're divorced, you can't maintain coverage for your spouse. What's important to understand is there is a difference between a legal separation and a separation, right? If you and your spouse, like your spouse moves out of the house, gets a new apartment, you're separated, but you're still legally married and you're not legally separated. You may be living separate, but you're not legally separated. So that's okay. So if you and your spouse are just living in separate places, you're trying to figure things out, there is no actual legal separation, you're fine until the point where it becomes either a legal separation or a divorce. I've had a couple of people who've actually confirmed with their carrier that coverage is available in a legal separation. But I also like to point out that there are risks with that to the spouse who's covered, because if the employer changes providers, that could change everything. And certainly here in Colorado, you can be legally separated, but after six months, either party can file for a divorce. It's a unilateral decision and the court just issues a decree. So you could find yourself divorced unexpectedly and very rapidly, and then you're going to scrabble around for health insurance coverage anyway. Yeah. And that's not, that's not the place you want to be in because when it comes to health insurance, it's, it's a regulated area of the law and there are very strict time limits. So if you just find out that you're divorced or if if things happen too fast, you might not have the time to adequately research what are your options? What's going to be the most cost-effective? How do you get the same providers? How do you get a similar coverage? Those issues are heavy issues and they take time to figure out. And you might have to move really quickly 
because if you blow a deadline, you can then stay uninsured until the next open enrollment period, which is typically at, towards the end of the year, right? So that's not how you want to live your life. It's it's not not a very secure way to go about things. So you want to make sure that health insurance is one of the things you think about from the very beginning and that you put yourself in a position where you're ready to make a move on that before you're, you're divorced. I'm so glad you raised that because that was one of my points is like, when do you start researching all of this? And you and it's like, don't wait until you're actually divorced. You want to start doing this as soon as you know that divorce is on the table. 100%. Here's the reason why too, is that health insurance is expensive and it's complicated. And I don't care how smart you are or well-read you are. It takes a while to figure this out you're probably going to need or you'd be wise to have a special health insurance advisor or broker, someone who you can talk to who knows the ins and outs of what you've got to do. And then you've got to figure out what everything is going to cost you because different plans will have different expenses. And if you're planning on a post-divorce budget of X, whatever X is, you could find out that, oh my goodness, health insurance is so expensive. Now I've got X plus $1,000 a month for insurance that I didn't plan on having to pay and there's a big hole in your budget. That's not what you want to figure out after it's too late to fix that. Right. I've had my own health insurance for about 10, 12 years now. And I have to say that it's it ranks as probably one of my very least favorite jobs to do is to hunt for health insurance because I think it's complex, it's overwhelming. But I, I like your suggestion that you work with a health insurance broker. And for our listeners, most health insurance brokers, you don't have to pay for their services. They are paid by commission from the companies that you end up taking a policy out. So I think that that means that, I mean, you have to be aware of what companies that they're dealing with and be aware of that. But it also means you're not going to have an out-of-pocket expense for seeking out professional help in this area. Correct. And so it makes all the sense in the world to find a reputable broker, someone who you can trust, who, like you said, deals with more than one company, right? Because they can only sell you the products that they're able to sell. And somebody who works with a bunch of different products, different companies can offer you a whole array of, okay, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And obviously everything will have a different price point. Every insurance coverage will have, or every insurance policy will have different providers that they, that are within their plan. But it's very, very important to do all this research and to do all this legwork before you're in a time crunch. And one of the things what your insurance broker is going to ask you, and I've, I've done this, is you need to go back through like the last three years and figure out what doctor's visits you have what they were for, what was treatment, what was preventative care, what are all your prescription costs? Like how much have you been spending on medical needs? Because that helps you then choose what plan works for you. Having a high deductible isn't necessarily a bad thing if you typically only go to the doctors two or three times a year. Correct. But yep. having a high deductible if you're if you have an ongoing health condition isn't going to work for you. And your insurance broker is going to be best placed to help you 
if you come in armed with that information. Absolutely. And and you made a really good point with prescription insurance coverage, because insurance for drug coverage, if you have medicines that you need to live and you take them on an ongoing basis, you have got to make sure that those medicines are covered by your insurance policy, or you could be paying tens of thousands of dollars a year for prescription drugs. So kind of a a quickie for our um, listeners, some important deadlines would be usually I think the insurance carriers will drop you from the coverage within 30 days. You need to demonstrate to your new carrier continuous coverage if you want to avoid underwriting. And then open enrollment, as you said, is the usually end of the year. So I do like to say to people, if you're if you're shopping for coverage in May, June, you know, May, June time, it's really helpful to remember it's not like buying a car or buying a house. This is a decision that you can revisit at the end of each year. You know, so right. there is an urgency and a time sensitiveness about this. But it isn't the be all and end all. If it doesn't work out for you, you can hopefully you can manage it so that you can change your coverage to a plan that's better suited for you. Right. If you have coverage, because you just made a really good point. Let's say somebody gets divorced and it's January, right? Open enrollment is is closed already by January, February of any year. So if you get divorced at that point, and for whatever reason, you blow your health insurance, right? You you don't get health insurance within 60 days of the date of your divorce. You may not be able to get health insurance at all until the next open enrollment period, which I think starts in November. I can't remember if it's October or November, right? right? Of that of that year. Well, then you're going to have a gap in coverage and you're not going to be able to show the new insurance company that you've had continuous coverage because you have not. Right. So that's why both of us like to encourage people to get on top of this as soon as you possibly can so that you avoid that coverage. You're 100 percent right that, you know, it it takes some of the weight off the decision of, of knowing you have to make the absolute right decision right out of the gate. No, you just have to get some kind of coverage. Right. Right. Um, And if you get some kind of coverage and then it fills you for, you know, it fills the next few months and then you later discover it's not right for you for one reason or another, then you can research changing it. But if you don't get it at all, that's when you can be in a world of hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Karen, we're going to take a short break here. Listeners, my guest today is divorce consultant Karen Covey. You're listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. We're talking about health insurance. I know it's a very dry topic, but it's really, really important. And do tune back in because Karen has a quiz that she's going to share with you at the end of the show. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. With Worthy, you'll find a selling partner who will help you transform your rings from dusty relics of hard times to a financial asset to help you start fresh. Worthy takes care of everything from insurance coverage to secure shipping, professional grading, and more. So when you're ready to sell, partner with Worthy. We're ready when you are. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get an extra $100 to Amazon when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. 
Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Welcome back to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle. I'm your host, Mandy Walker. And in this episode, we're talking about health insurance and divorce. Yes, this is so important and it's so time sensitive. So I do want you to stay tuned and listen to all the insight and advice that our guest, Karen Covey, has to share with you. So Karen, one of the options that is available, if you have coverage through your spouse's employer's plan, Mm-hmm. then one of the first options that I think a lot of people know about is through this thing called COBRA. Correct. Can you explain that to our listeners? Okay. How many hours do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll try to give you the short version, right? Yes. Because COBRA is a very complicated federal law that in essence says that if you your, your employer's or your spouse's employer's insurance company can't cut you off insurance just because you're divorced, right? So when there's a termination of employment or a termination of coverage because of divorce, the insurance company has to offer you insurance, the same coverage, the same policy for the same price. So most people who are getting divorced go, yay, that's awesome. I'll just do that. But what they don't realize is that even though COBRA coverage is available to you after divorce for 36 months, you still have to pay the premium, but you have to pay the whole group insurance premium. What most people pay when they've got coverage through their employer is only a piece of the premium. So there's the employer paid part and the employee paid part. And when you're the divorced spouse, you have to pay both of those parts. So just because your spouse might be getting coverage, I'm making this up for like $200 a month, right? And you think, great, I'll just pay $200 a month and I'll get that same coverage. That's not necessarily the case. It's more likely you're going to be paying $800 or $1,000 a month because the insurer or the employer pays a big chunk of that. That's a benefit to the employees, but you're not an employee. You're just the employee's ex. And so because of that, you have to pay the, the whole policy. What most of my clients have found in doing their research is that COBRA is usually one of the most expensive options to take. So again, if you want to take it for, and COBRA is not available to everybody, right? It's available if you're under the federal policy, the employer has to have at least 20 employees in order to have to have COBRA. State policies may may differ. So it may vary from state to state, whether you've got a state COBRA that you're entitled to get benefits through. But the bottom line is just, again, to reinforce what we said before, you have got to look into all of this before you're divorced. You have to talk to your the employer's HR person or benefits person or whoever handles this and say, okay, you know, if my spouse gets divorced, what are my options? Number one, is COBRA coverage available to me? Number two, how much is it going to cost? And number three, can I have the paperwork? Because can I have the paperwork now to start to fill out? Because again, you've got a very limited window. I think for COBRA coverage, it may be 30 days. You either fill out that policy and get covered in 30 days or you lose it. So if you if you are caught short, COBRA might be a good option for you in terms of we were talking earlier before the break about the importance of having continuous coverage. 
So COBRA might be a, a good short gap measure if you still if you're behind the the game on doing your your research. Correct. Or you can there may be I don't know if they still have them available, but they you may be able to get what they call catastrophe coverage. That it's not full on um, healthcare coverage, but like if you got hit by a bus, God forbid, there would be some kind of coverage for like major accidents, huge illnesses, that kind of thing. At least you would have something right? right and and i did want to say and certainly if you're employed you can check into your you may have chosen to have coverage through your spouse because it was less expensive but if you're employed and your employer offers coverage that's going to be a good place to, to look at and the fact that you're losing coverage from your spouse's plan is a qualifying event which entitles you to enroll even outside the normal enrollment period. Correct. That That's absolutely true. And even if your own insurance through your employer maybe isn't as good or isn't, you know, isn't what you would hope to have, it can provide that stopgap measure. It can provide, you know, okay, I have something until I can really dig in and research this and maybe find a better option. Right. So let's say we've ruled out staying on your spouse's plan as a legal separation. We've ruled out COBRA. You don't work for an employer that provides coverage. Now what do I do? Okay. You have two options left. Number one, you get your own insurance plan. You go on an individual plan. And number two, you get insurance through the exchange, through the Obamacare What's known as Obamacare laws. Whatever your state. Correct. Whatever. And that's a state by state thing. So you have to look into getting insurance on the exchange through the state program. And again, it's complicated. It's involved, but it's not something you want to leave until the last minute, but you want to look into, okay, if you got insurance through the exchange, what would you pay? What would you get? And it's really helpful really helpful to work with a broker on this to help you because with the exchange, you've got to estimate how much money you're going to make and that affects how much premium you're going to pay. And it, it is, this is not easy stuff. It's not easy stuff for people who are educated and work with it. Right. So if you're, if you aren't educated in health insurance and who is, um, <laughs> it, all I can say is get help, get a broker and do this. That's why I so encourage people get on top of it sooner rather than later. Yeah. It's boring. Yes. It's like nerve wracking, but it doesn't get any better if you put it off. Yeah. It doesn't go away. In fact, it just makes it worse. Right. You just get more nervous. Best way to find an insurance broker. Oh, good heavens. Honestly, the best way that I've always found is through other people who are self-employed who have a good insurance broker. Like my broker absolutely rocks. I love her. and But I found her through another friend who was also self-employed. And so if you have your own business, if you're self-employed, ask around to other people. If you're just getting divorced and having to go into this world and look for a, a different policy, I would ask around and see if you can find people in your area, because again, it depends on what state you're in, right? They've got to be able to write coverage in your state. Right. And I work mainly with 
almost exclusively with clients in Colorado. So I do have an insurance broker that as soon as I know that this issue, it's it's a conversation that I have pretty early with people. And I always say, do you need a referral to an insurance broker? Because I'm happy to give you a couple so you can get working on this ASAP. Yeah, I'm the same way. I know someone local to Illinois who actually happens to be licensed in Colorado also, but it's a state-by-state thing. You've got to find someone in your area who can tell you what's the lay of the land in your state, so to speak, with insurance. Right. And then what about Medicaid? (laughs) Medicaid or Medicare? Medicaid. So I'm thinking about, this is for people who low income. Okay. Is, Is that something that people can think about? I suppose a lot of states, like I know in Illinois, they have low income insurance for children, right? So there may be, again, it's not for spouses necessarily, but you want to look into what kind of insurance can you get for children, for your children in case there's no coverage available through your spouse's employer for them. And then what's available to you. I don't know all the ins and outs of Medicaid. So I can't really speak to that. I know it depends on what your income level is, but you would, again, that's something to research beforehand. Medicare, that's a different animal. Medicare is the health insurance for people who are 65 or over. And if that can complicate a divorce even more, because Medicare, if you have an individual insurance policy at 65, that individual insurance policy, you got it goes away and you've got to get Medicare, right? You can still maintain insurance through an employer and after age 65 and not need to go on Medicare. But if you've got an individual policy, you're going to have to flip over to Medicare. So you're going to have to understand what those rules are. In terms of divorce, because so much of the divorcing population, there's such a big demographic of older adults who are getting divorced now, they're running into problems with Medicare. I've had clients who they're insured under their spouse's insurer. The cost of getting individual coverage is so astronomical that lawyers are advising them, look, just stay married until you're old enough to get on Medicare. And then the insurance policy premium goes down and then they can afford to get divorced. Interesting. And then I'm thinking too, if you're actually, if you're both over 65 and know enough about Medicare to know whether you each have an individual plan or you have a plan with spouse benefits, but you're going to have to work through Medicare to sort that out with the divorce too. And Medicare is uber complicated. There's all kinds of different plans and parts and prescription and not. And like, all I can say to you, do not try to navigate that alone. And if you do, if you are going to brave that storm by yourself, give yourself a long time to dig in and research because you can spend weeks reading about the stuff and learning about it and then hopefully make the right decision. Okay. So that underscores again, this is not a topic to leave until the divorce decree is being issued. It's a topic that you need to start researching, put it really high up on your priority list as soon as you know that divorce is in the picture. Exactly. So um, Karen, we're almost out of time now. And I know I said to our listeners that you have a quiz that you can share with our listeners. Could you share that? Give us some details about it. 
Of course. I, I know that one of the things that people struggle with a lot when they're thinking about divorce is knowing whether they're ready. Because as a simple matter, the more prepared you are, the more ready you are for divorce, the better you're going to do. It's like anything else in life. So I've developed a quiz that is my ready for divorce quiz. And it's a simple quiz. You can take it on my website. You can go to just karencovey.com and a pop-up will hit you in the face that says, are you ready for divorce? Take this quiz and find out. You answer a few questions and then it'll tell you either, yes, you're ready or you got some work to do. Great. Thank you, Karen. And we'll put your website in our show notes so that our listeners will have easy access to that quiz. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was really helpful in talking about this really complicated topic. Yeah, it it is a complicated topic and I am happy happy to be here and shed whatever light I can on this issue. (laughs) And also it keeps changing too. So that makes it a little bit more complicated. Absolutely. And honestly, if you just, if listeners just take one idea out of this podcast, it's get help, get help, get help, get help. Don't do this alone and don't wait. Get on it as soon as you can. Great. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is a selling partner with an online auction platform designed to help you sell your jewelry, such as an engagement ring or wedding set. When you decide to send your ring, Worthy takes care of the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely at our New York office. Once your jewelry arrives, the team at Worthy professionally cleans and photographs it before sending it out to a grading lab. All of these steps are designed to maximize your price in Worthy's online auction, where hundreds of buyers compete for your piece. One of the best parts of selling with Worthy is that you are completely in control. You'll work with Worthy's team to set a reserve price before the auction starts, keeping you in control of how much your ring sells for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we will send your ring back to you and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. And for a limited time, our podcast listeners can get an extra $100 to Amazon when they sell their jewelry with Worthy. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. This podcast is for you. So reach out to us at podcastworthy.com to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. We look forward to hearing from you. And you can also find more episodes at worthy.com forward slash podcast.